0: Thank you. Uh, thank you very much uh, for giving me opportunity to interview you for my YouTube channel and podcast. That's all right. It's fine. It's
1: quite interesting.
0: So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. i chat, yeah? So, sorry, I took uh, more time uh, of yours to come.
1: It's fine. No worries. It's fine. I'm, I'm glad to chat. It's fine.
0: Can you please introduce yourself to my audience? Yeah,
1: sure. Um, I'm Chris Godber. I'm a uh, developer, uh, programmer, I do a creative work as well, so I've got a bit of a background as an artist. I uh, mostly, I do a bit of game dev too, um, but my mo- mostly what I work on is web development for my career, um, and I do a bit of indie game dev as well. So, um, so I mean, in terms of like specific technologies I work with. Um, so, mostly a JavaScript developer, I guess. I've been working with React a lot in the last few years. Uh, or more recently, I've been sort of specializing a bit more in the niche of uh, Free.js and uh, A-Frame and that sort of thing. I've just been working on an augmented reality app, actually, on a contract. So, that's been interesting. Sort of, um, yeah, that's a bit of a quick
0: intro, I suppose. So, you are into coding, Sam? Uh, say again, sorry? Uh, you are into uh, development from?
1: Yeah, yeah, so, um, so I uh, I studied computers, computing. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time, really, cause I'm, I'm 35 now, so I've been doing it uh, since I was, I guess, I mean, I started programming when I was probably about, in some way anyway, when I was about 16, I suppose. Uh, and I went to college, university and all that, and... Uh, yeah, I've just been doing it ever since. i uh, are mostly, mostly just doing web development really for most of it. I've done a bit of e- uh, e-learning development
0: as well. So yeah, a bit of all sorts really. So I'm sure you might have did a lot of projects.
1: Yeah, I've worked on quite a few diverse range of projects. Yeah. Um, so I worked for a few different companies as well. Like I've worked, I worked for a games company not long ago doing, um, working on their React application. It's a game called um, uh, Occupy White Walls. It's like an art game where you basically, it's a bit like Minecraft, except you build uh, an art gallery. And I worked there a react application, uh, which is basically like an online repository for the artwork that's in the game, because you could upload your own artwork and and that sort of thing. So I worked on Cultura, which is that, that side of things for I think just under two years, actually was one of the main, the main front-end developer on that. Uh, I'm mostly front-end focused in my development work. Uh, I mean, I guess technically maybe a bit full stack, but uh, I tend to be more front-end focused really, to be honest. Uh, uh, and yeah, more recently just just uh, doing, specializing a bit more in uh, FreeJS, A3, and that sort of thing as well.
0: Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. So, what do you like most in uh, uh, in the projects that all that you already did? Um, I like projects that
1: that have a certain visual aspects. Probably, I mean that makes sense because I'm a front end developer, of course. Uh, something that's going to be uh, the projects I've just been working on is basically uh, it's called uh, it's like a model of a uh, 3D model of a. Of a street in Glasgow. It's for the um, COP26 thing, um, and it's basically like a. Uh, it's a you place a model down and you get it gets access to your camera and your phone. You place a model down and have like a guided journey. So that was really interesting because it's very visual. It's very there's a lot of interesting challenges, of course, to deal with, with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, most of the time I like with projects I like something that has a visual element i suppose um i like working on projects which i can feel invested in as well i think i like uh, you know like i like working on projects where i feel like i can understand what the the vision is or the goal uh, you know sort of of create a a sense of meaning in what i'm doing of course i guess
0: so what are the technologies you know
1: um so like i said most of most of what i'm doing at the minute is in the javascript ecosystem i have a background a little bit in wordpress development but i don't really do it that much anymore uh and i'm not really a php developer uh i started off a long time ago uh when i first started learning coding uh was java but i've not done that for a long time i mostly like obviously html css because i'm a web developer uh i use Obviously, there's a lot of libraries and frameworks to get your head around these days. So, uh, the main JavaScript library uses React. Uh, I need to, I I do want to learn Vue. I know a little bit of Node and obviously using the Package Manager. Um, uh, Yeah, and then more recently, like I said, for the last few years, I've sort of been doing, developing my knowledge of, uh, you know, like WebGL, uh, JavaScript libraries like FreeJS, uh, a frame, uh, and yeah, I'm sort of interesting to sort of look into more the potential like areas of growth of AR and VR and stuff. So uh, I've also worked build e-learning, like I mentioned briefly before. Uh, a long time ago, I used to work on storyline articulate. Uh, I did one of the first jobs was doing that. Uh, I also mess around a bit with Unreal Engine too. So and I, look, I have a little bit sideline and doing like twine interactive fictions so, yeah that's that's
0: that's like a sort of
1: broad smattering of what
0: i do with <laughs> oh. to I suppose. nice so you are in the front-end developer uh, development from long time so i'm sure you might have yeah. uh, worked uh, on uh, different uh, user interfaces so what is the uh... yeah. The, the, the best user interface that uh, you like uh, in the internet other than that you worked on, and uh, what are the yeah. functionalities? What are the functionalities that attracted you? And uh, tell me about something that uh, you understand more more about frontend.
1: Okay, so uh, there's a lot of a lot of questions there actually in terms of like uh, a user interface or user experience I like. Um, it's quite a difficult question, actually, because generally, if it's like a, if it's quite a, um, you know, pain-free experience, then you, you do, you know, uh, I don't know, actually. And so, well, I'll, I'll go to the second part, actually, because I'm struggling to think of a specific example. So, uh, the second part was about what, what do you think helps the u- user experience, right, wasn't it? Yes. So, I guess, I mean, obviously... Uh how ensuring it's gonna work across as broad a range of devices as possible this is obviously essential these days in responsive design and everything. Um so, uh, o- obviously um I guess just uh making visually interesting elements in the page, making it stand out somehow, obviously colour combinations because always important, you know, uh and having those colour um, combinations reflect you know, what the, what the site's trying to communicate. Um, I think increasingly, probably, um, I mean, I guess it depends what sort of site you're making, because for, for a lot of sites, it's, you know, if it's, like a, if it's like a brochure site or something, then they tend to have a sort of cookie cutter look, maybe, in some respect, because it's, you know, it's just like the, um, the grouped elements and some similar, um it's a difficult question actually. I mean uh I'll, I'll go on to the next one. i, <laughs> I do sorry know I'm a bit muddled to have an answer but yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> so creative coder. So yeah. What 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 are the types that you uh what are the types and uh, what are the uh I mean doing something different always what what actually you learned from this?
1: Yeah, so um, I like novelty. I think I'm drawn to always learning something new in programming and something interesting, you know, something, uh, I mean, like, because I'm quite a visual thinker, I like producing projects which uh, have some aspect of visualization in them. I've worked a lot on uh, little visualization projects in the past. I did, not, not too long ago, I did, like, a a project with free JS, which was like tracking it got data from a uh, yougov uh, api and basically uh got fetched that data and then just made like a visual map of cases of covid cases in the uk so I, I like just work on interesting things like that where you know it's sort of i think it's always good to broaden your your knowledge as a programmer as well and just experiment and try new things uh, and it keeps it interesting as well because i mean uh, a lot of the time, if you, once you get to a certain level of, you know, uh, knowledge and ability, you want to keep things interesting and progress into the next stage, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's that's
0: my answer to the question, I suppose. Do you have any experience that you cannot forget as a coder? Same answer. Do you have any particular experience that you cannot uh, forget as a coder?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean this recent project I've been working on has been really interesting, I mean it's been, it's not been without its challenges because it's, I mean, though I'm f- somewhat familiar with FreeJS, um, working with AR, augmented reality, has been, uh, there's been a challenge really to be honest, like just, how, I mean even just things like um, because the 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 app I just worked on implements um, has world tracking, so you, you place an object, and you can get access to your camera, and you place it. Uh, but it actually, we actually struggled a bit at first with the um, uh, the, the tracking system we we're using, and, and that. So it was an interesting challenge, and obviously, always um, in terms of like memorable things I've worked on, a culturer with sticky pixels is a very big thing I worked on. That's you know that's a game with a lot of People, it's this game on Steam. It's got a big community behind it, um, so that was a really formative experience in terms of um, developer experience. Uh, I worked on a, a lot, one of my first like e-learning development jobs was doing re-de- redeveloping and designing some uh, e-learning modules for a disability charity, and that was that was good. And then another one I remember was uh, one of my first jobs actually was working for a disability charity. Well, basically one of the first websites I made. <laughs> outside of college, we came out of college or whatever. It was um, accessible, accessible, accessible a website with accessibility as the the core um, functionality really, because it was for disabled people primarily. Um, so that was quite an interesting experience. But yeah, there's been a few things really, and uh, definitely cultura was an interesting format a thing to work on because that was, like I said, that was a
0: that
1: was a React application and. Uh, I had to develop quite a lot of functionality for that. Like, we uh, developed basically a an upload form for uploading artwork, I means so uploading images, previewing images how they'd look in game. Uh, also, integration of Stripe and uh, sort of basic sort of like almost like social network uh, functionality. Um, that I mean that site's actually changed a bit now uh, since I i'm not there anymore but um so we will on react before and now we're going to react to next yes which is really nice but uh yeah i was glad to work on that it was really cool and I enjoyed it oh it got me a lot of experience as well to be honest so yeah
0: so how fast you can uh, uh correct the errors that you get uh you are uh, into the game development
1: yeah so um obviously that's just a part a part, a parcel isn't it of being a developer is uh running into bugs or errors. Um, So, I mean, what I'm trying to do a lot more at the minute is, um, I mean, it's just inevitable that you will come across these things of problems and errors. I mean, it's just part of developing anything, really. So I just try and I'm trying to learn a lot more about um, good uh, practices in terms of design patterns, architectural patterns, that sort of thing, really get my knowledge of the sort of deeper levels more uh, better because then I guess that way you can avoid potential pitfalls um, but that's a long process like a ongoing. going in terms of like debugging I mean you, you learn more the more you do the debugging um, and obviously I'm a javascript developer so sometimes they will do a console log I'm in several places just to but I try and not rely on that obviously because that can get very messy as well um, but um, I mean, all programming is problem solving, isn't it? Really, so it's it's a case of just getting into that mindset of, um, which becomes autopilot for some problems. Obviously, like you know, if, um, you know, some some problems will you you'll have seen them a million times before, so you'll just immediately know there's either like a, um, I don't know, like some reference named incorrectly or something like you're de- declaring a variable wrong or whatever, but like. That just comes with time, doesn't it, I think.
0: So how much time you spend in a day uh, for programming?
1: Uh, well, at the minute I'm working on a contract, I've got another week left, so it's full time at the minute, so uh, 9.30 till about 6 o'clock in the evening, uh, so it's just a full-time job, basically Monday to Friday. Um, it varies, so, but generally speaking, um, I work Monday to Friday, really, so uh, I'm working mostly remote at the minute, I have been for the last few years, uh, which is quite nice to call like that. I do occasionally go into the office that I'm working in at the minute, but it's not, um, uh, it's not like every day. So uh, so yeah,
0: um, yeah. So 16 to 25 is a big number, so nine years, so what you learned in this? Um.
1: 35, sorry, not 25, I'm 35, <laughs> but uh, a lot, obviously. Um, so, I mean, funnily enough, actually, when I was at university, we were taught JavaScript. So this, this would have been back in 2005 as a in university in Manchester. Uh, and we did learn a bit about JavaScript, but it wasn't uh, as relevant on the web as it is. is that obviously, it was used a lot still on the web back in 2005, but... Uh, JavaScript like is the main language on the web these days, whereas back when I was at university, so I, 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 look in, I learned JavaScript back in university, but I never really applied any of it for a few, even a few years. Um, it's only been really in the last, maybe six or seven years that I've really tried to get good at JavaScript and learn more about it and get into more of the different libraries, the frameworks and everything um so yeah I mean I've also learned a lot Like and just I think most of the time with coding is just like experimenting playing around uh and uh, sort of like we were saying before like uh you know sort of banging your head into problems and then just figuring out from that as a learning experience oh that's how you fix that and then once you've done that once or maybe even a few times it sort of gets cemented in your head you know so you can sort of go on autopilot for certain things, so that's good. I think.
0: So what are you other than programmer?
1: A few things, really. I write. Uh, uh, I'm a writer. I've got my book here, actually. I've just got a copy of it. So I write uh, sort of science fiction. This is a copy of my book. It's called... Uh, it's a compilation of short stories. It's something i finished this year. It's, uh, suicide by Computation, it's called. It's... Uh, it's available on Amazon actually, so if anyone watches this, they want to pick up a copy. Um, so I do that. I do that in my spare time. Is sort of like um, it's, it's uh, these short. It's only something with the short story writing that I've been doing for the last, uh, I guess, six years maybe. I guess like I I got a little bit of a background writing poetry, but I want to do more like short stories, I mostly like science fiction, but with a sort of philosophical. Um, surreal turn maybe. Uh, I paint, so I'm a painter too, but I've, I'm a bit out of practice at the minute, but I've got background painting too, like sort of like abstract, semi-abstract paintings of acrylic. Um, music, I made a bit of music, electronic music in the past, so I have a music project called Broken God, which is electronic music, sort of ambient slash Experimental electronic music, I suppose. Um, and yeah, like I said, I do the game dev as a hobby, like an indie game dev. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the hobbies I have. Um, so, yeah, quite eclectic, I suppose, but um, I, I like to keep busy, really. You know, just keep keep finding things which to be interested in. Uh, of course, I like to read as well, because I'm a writer, so.
0: Uh, I love film too so so you worked on uh, gaming projects and uh, you worked on other projects so what do you like uh, the most uh, favourite project of yours and uh, why why that is your favourite
1: yeah um, it's quite a difficult question I mean uh, for the gaming stuff I'm just going to quickly look at my itch so I recently completed a game which was a just an online game for interactive, it's not my favourite, but Noir Nights Vampire, which is like an interactive fiction game, play in the browser, it's like a vampire game. It's on my itch.io page actually, which is uh, Dr. Noir, as in like uh, dark in French, itch.io. Dot itch.io. Um, and then I think I did a game, Nourish Nosferati, I was quite happy, which on an Unreal Engine project. That um, was for a game jam, actually. That was quite cool. I, mean, I did a mobile game a while ago called Nano Maze, which I was pretty happy with. That was made with Unreal Engine. It's like a robots sort of Pac-Man game. I did that in Unreal Engine. I got it, put it to mobile eventually. It took me a while because it was so difficult, but I got that one out there eventually. Uh, I made an old, old interactive fiction called Glitch, which is quite interesting. You can check all these out on itch, it's, just, it's, not, it's not Most of them are free, nearly all of them are free, actually. You can just pay what you want for them. Uh, game dev is something I carry on working on. Uh, I'm working with a publishing company and a writer actually on a on a project, but we're, not, we're sort of early days still for that, we're sort of ongoing. That's like a space sort of interactive fiction thing but i don't have gone to say much more about that one actually. but um yeah i mean i can't really pinpoint it to one i mean i've been quite busy i mean i think with with all the projects to do like um you know obviously you're happy with them to varying degrees because um you know sometimes things are you know, a lot of the time it comes down to like how much, sometimes you put more effort into other things. Sometimes you just haven't got the time to, especially with the, I mean, one hard thing with the game dev sometimes, especially if you're doing a full-time web dev job, is finding the time in it to put the effort in because obviously game dev is quite a hard graft in a lot of ways to make something really stand out. Um, But I have benefited from doing all that stuff because it's sort of helped me understand Uh a on some level, like how how to um, you know develop systems for the games and interactive experiences. I suppose. Like I've done a lot of these other things, which are like I saw sort of suppose like um, virtual environments that run in the browser. Like I've done some virtual art gallery things. I did a project called Lockdown Art. Let me just double check the URL. I think it's so we're, during lockdown, uh, me I'm in an art group and we did a uh, we did a, like a, with Play Canvas, we did a Lockdown Art exhibition, which is basically like um, a sort of 3D uh, gallery experience that runs in the browser. I worked on that as a, as a sole developer, so that, that was quite fun. Yeah, lockdown Lockdown-Art, if you want to check it out, actually. Lockdown-Art.com, and it's basically a Play Canvas um, 3D gallery experience, runs in browser and Yeah, things like that always fun and obviously doing stuff like that's helped me like sort of um you know sort of grow my career a bit in terms of like working on free uh webgl stuff free js programming and um doing what i'm doing now which is like sort of working on projects for companies doing like yeah free js and stuff so it's been definitely useful to do that stuff uh, and obviously, it's going to become a lot bigger soon because of uh, I mean, obviously, Facebook are investing tons in this metaverse idea, which I'm sure you're aware of, and that's going
0: to. So, yeah, it'll be a growth area, won't it, really? So, it should be interesting, I guess. So, right now, you're working on AR development and uh, 3D mm-hmm. yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah,
1: for now, I mean, I'll probably, like, like I said, most of what I've been working on for the last uh, few years has been uh, React development. Obviously, there's a big demand for React developers, so that's always good. Uh, and then, yeah, more recently, I've been... <laughs> I mean, the 3Gs and, like, WebGL gra- graphic stuff has been more of a hobby of mine for a few years, but it's actually starting to turn into a bit of a nice niche, so uh, I like that. But I did work hard, like, and <laughs> like I really like... Pushed it in the last few years just learning all that stuff and doing little side projects and stuff so uh, it's good because it feels like it's sort of starting to pay off a bit now which is nice plus enjoy it i mean i really enjoy it. this like as much as i do enjoy Re- some react development it's it's not quite as exciting as doing graphics and visualization and stuff really to be honest I don't. but yeah so what do you like in yourself
0: uh, as a programmer what is the best quality that you have uh, and tell me about uh, the way you look at uh, yeah uh, uh, look at uh, the the errors that you get or uh, uh, the things that you see on the, your screen the way you look
1: so so you're saying about how I approach coding right i guess how how was the positive yeah, so
0: which which uh, tells uh, which tells your you problem solving ability
1: yeah yeah. so I tend to take quite a a methodical approach, I think. Uh, I tend to be quite creative as well. Uh, I try, like in general, I'm quite a creative person, so um, I try and strike a balance between figuring out what's good uh, in terms of uh, good design patterns, having awareness of sort of... um, the best ways and most optimised ways of doing things, which is an ongoing process and it's never perfect, but you know, trying to do that. Obviously, I think I try and have a good approach to detail. I think I'm quite motivated and, you know, if if something is doing, I'll get it, I'll try and get it done as soon as I can. Um, But also trying to, uh, I am very consciously trying to uh, make sure that I document any code that I work on, not to over the top, but like just make sure that it's documented and obviously maintainability is important as well in terms of, uh, you don't wanna just like accrue a bunch of technical debt from having to, I mean, realistically, sometimes you do have to come to situations where you have to cut corners, but where possible, just try and avoid that as much as possible, I suppose, Um, yeah. Obviously, like I was saying before, just trying to learn about um, paradigms and programming, you know, obviously that's an ongoing thing. Uh, I mean, obviously you use Stack Overflow sometimes, but obviously don't overlay on that, I suppose too. So I guess that's quite common uh, Common knowledge, you know, don't just overlay on it. It's good to go, it's good as a resource, Stack Overflow is great, but um, I think there's a way to use it as well, you know. You have to like navigate through it, understand what the example, if you find something that solves your issue maybe does, understand how it works first and then obviously um, utilize it. I mean it's a great resource because it's you, you will learn things from there that, you know, that's, that which is good but I think probably one of the worst things you can do is just copy and paste from there and just you know slap it in. I think you need to try and understand how it's functioning as well under the surface on some level.
0: But Yeah,
1: that's that's that.
0: So, what is game development for you? So, it's well, mo- mostly for me, I've been
1: doing, like I said, uh, only really small Unreal Engine projects, uh, and I'm using Blueprints. I'm not using C++. I wish I knew C++, but uh, maybe I'll learn it one day. But I've never really got around to it. Uh, I'm also making web-based games. I've been making more JavaScript games recently, so either programming them myself with A frame or making uh, using Play Canvas, which I have a subscription to, which is a great engine actually. It's in the cloud. It's quite accessible. You mean, you still have to write JavaScript of course for the functionality, but it's got like a cloud editor, which is a great feature. So I really like Play Canvas. Uh, and then interactive fiction. So I think it's three things for me game dev in terms of like the end stuff I use. So unreal engine, play canvas and then my bespoke sort of JavaScript projects. Um, I probably should have mentioned before actually I have a, I have my own youtube channel uh, noir nerd which is where I, I sort of do tutorials and showcase game dev and creative coding projects actually so I guess for anyone watching just check it out I suppose that I've got like and that sort of covers more the uh, it's like a mixture of code overviews of projects that work on explaining what I've been working on tutorials there's a few tutorials like I did a tutorial recently on creating a sort of 3D solar system in Play Canvas. It's just from beginning to end, just with explanations of what I'm doing. So I've been doing that, that's that's been really useful because it's like, I like doing that sort of learning resource for people helping other people out. So there's everything on there from like sort of using like a charts library for React.js to like, um, yeah, like doing a 3D solar solar system project or something. So yeah, it's
0: a bit varied. Suicide by Computation.
1: Yeah. Strange name, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. Why this so, name and uh, what made you to write this book? How much time you took?
1: Uh, well, all in all, it took a few years, actually. Um, it's not that long. It's 112 pages, but it's like nine short stories. Um, I wrote most of it over the last two years. Um, some of the stories that I started a long time a long time ago and then re- re-edits them a bit. Uh, I was in, so I didn't mention before, I was in Moscow actually for almost two years in Russia, so that's where I wrote most of it. Um, I think the title may have been somewhat influenced by COVID and sort of lockdown and, everything and sort of the isolation maybe. Also just computation because, I, I, I mean obviously it's quite a strange title, Suicide by Computation, but I guess the idea uh, it's quite a shocking title because obviously suicide is not a nice subject. But uh, really, the, the core one of the core ideas that's in the in the book is the idea of technology um, as a sort of destructive force, maybe or potentially a destructive force, which obviously is weird because I'm a developer and I'm supposed to be really enthusiastic about it. But obviously you have to see the negatives in it as well sometimes, which is why I use the fiction as a sort of um, platform for sometimes even. But uh, yeah, that's sort of why I guess. I was actually going to call it maybe death by
0: Computation," but I decided to stick with the original idea. But yeah. So you worked on uh, a lot of web projects, uh, web-based projects, and uh, I'm sure uh, the mobile mobile applications too.
1: Uh, I've not really worked on like native Android apps or anything like that, or iPhone. Not really done that. I like uh, so. Yeah, most of what I worked on's been like, um, yeah, that sort of progressive web app stuff, I guess. But no, no, I've never really worked on specifically like a, you know, like a I don't know, um, Android app. That although I did do the well, I was saying that I actually did the Nano maze, but that basically that, um, that was all created in Unreal, and then I had to do all the build systems for to get it to work on Android. That was a learning experience actually. That actually took me ages to get working, to get the Unreal Engine project all, you know. So it would run in an Android phone. That took a long time, <laughs> and so it's quite funny actually because Nano free I mean, I did it as an experiment mostly. Uh, it's on Play Store, but it's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite, uh, quite, quite a lot of stuff to try and figure out. Because <laughs> we, with uh, from what I remember, because it's been ages ago since I did it, but Unreal Engine when you like build it for mobile, it's uh, yeah there's, like, there's loads of time when you know one thing's wrong it just fails <laughs>
0: but yeah yeah it's fun it's good to learn though. so how you make things possible
1: um sheer bloody mindedness I suppose and then also uh, I like to I like building stuff you know like I'm I'm a bit of a, you know like I'm like I said I'm sort of creative I like tinkering uh it's an engineering mindset isn't it really so I have an engineering mindset of the creative side and just making stuff is fun like just especially with code because you get to see you get to literally make something appear on a screen that you've uh, you know that you've made come into being which wouldn't have otherwise existed which is a really rewarding process actually so yeah. Yeah, and if, you know it's, it can be frustrating as well. Though to be fair, I mean obviously like it can be. You know there are moments when you'll feel like banging your head against a brick wall, but definitely when you get something working that you've been working on for a while,
0: it's a very rewarding feeling for sure. So yeah. Do you remember your first project?
1: First project? Um, uh, do, you think, do you mean like first ever experience of yeah. coding? Yeah. Funnily enough, my first experience with coding or scripting was, do uh, you remember this game, uh, Neverwinter Nights? I don't, know if you, I don't know how old you are, but it's an old game, an RPG. There's a game I used to play on my computer, and this is quite funny, so I'll go into this. So my background when it comes to actually like, doing creative stuff on a computer is actually working with the build engine in Unity Nukem 3D, Neverwinter Nights, module builder, and... Uh, Messing around with that, so I used to build levels. You can basically an old FPS game had this uh, build engine where you could build your own levels, and you could sort of create scripted events and stuff, not with code, but just like with this, uh, it's like GUI. Uh, and then I got into Neverwinter Nights. I think when I was about 17, I got really into it, and it had this thing called the module builder, and you could basically build your own sort of uh, RPG like Dungeons and Dragons adventures. And as part of that, you could create your own custom events, scripted events and such. So I had this scripting engine, which I think was based on C from what I remember. So I got really heavily into that uh, because I just wanted to make better adventures, better modules. Uh, This is probably around about the time I just just before I went to college as well to study uh, just uh, IT. Um, And yeah, I just got into it that way. And then to the web side of things, I mean, I guess at some point I would have just learned HTML and CSS when I was at college. Um, one of the, yeah, I mean, in terms of like really early websites I worked on, they were probably horrendous, I think it was a long time ago, so it was like, um, I've, I think one of the first things I worked on actually was a GeoCities website, if you could, <laughs> that just like really long ago when I was like 14 or something, so uh, yeah, which thankfully doesn't exist anywhere anymore. But, you know, like GeoCities was just like, a, what you see is what you get, web editor thing. And I think I just made some stupid website about um, I don't know, Tom Green, I think goes into Tom Green at the time, <laughs> the comedian. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, so basically my entryway into coding actually was, in a funny way, was actually Never In A Night. So I sort of got me interested and hooked in on it. So yeah, quite nerdy, but it's true. <laughs>
0: So as a uh, game developer, when you see other games uh, in the market, so what what actually what firstly attracts your eyeballs? Interesting
1: setting, story. Uh, one game I've really been getting into recently, I need to start playing again. Actually, is Disco Elysium. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but it's like a uh, it's like a sort of CRPG role-playing game. It's set in a post-apocalyptic world, and you sort of play a detective with a sort of amnesia but it's just it's really well written so I'm really drawn now to setting good story obviously good graphics graphics are important but not necessarily I don't necessarily need like top of the range 3D graphics to get a, a buzz from a game like Disco Elysium for example is like um, it's not really 3D it's like top down but it's got a really interesting graphical style Um, I mean, a lot of the games I obviously grew up with over like FPS, like Quake, Quake 2, Quake 3, whatever, uh, which I love as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I try, generally a lot of what I play these days is just uh, any game that I find which looks interesting. Obviously, I've worked for indie game dev companies over Occupy White Walls, so I used to play that a lot. Um, But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I'm drawn to anything that seems original, well made,
0: and... uh, has an interesting setting. You you want to create uh, your own game one day or write a book about it?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've got more ambitions for the, the game dev to maybe make something a bit bigger. A long time ago, I wanted to make like a space sim game, which I mean, sort of made some early prototype of that. But obviously, that's ridiculously ambitious for one developer, so I never really took off. Um. I mean, to be honest, it's more a question of time because uh, obviously maybe one day when I get more time to be able to dedicate to a game project or try and think of something creatively, you know, really good and dedicate like, you know, I'm going to do a year on this and not do anything else. And I think that's probably the only way to make a really good games, especially if you're a solo, because I mean, I think unless... Because it's a lot of work to make a game. It's really a lot of work to make a really good one that's gonna, you know, be quality. Will take a long time. Um, so it's probably it maybe something I'll do in the future. Uh, but for now, you know, the reality is I need uh, to get, you know, have money coming and have income still. So the web and, um, you know, graphics programming stuff is is the is what's bringing in the bacon, <laughs> as it were but yeah i'd like to one day make more games uh, i mean like i said i have got a game project in the works at the minute with a, i'm working in collaboration a writer on, but um i'll probably be working on that more later this month actually but yeah games take a long time though as well like realistically like to make anything that's half decent it takes a few years at least
0: usually so it's a slow process is there any particular thing that you didn't uh see in any game that you saw with your eyes that you want to put or that you want to mm. make change? Like,
1: like you mean like a a concept in a game or a sort of idea? Yeah.
0: Any, anything, anything that is that only you can put that nobody did.
1: I tried a while ago, I tried to do like a sort of, uh, I did this a prototype in Unreal Engine, which is basically like, a, do you know a mind map where you sort of map out your mind? uh you map out like thoughts and concepts and loop and link them together. I had the idea of doing a 3D visualization tool which basically did that. Uh, I got somewhere with it. So basically you'd be in this 3D environment. The idea was that you'd have music, you'd be in this sort of 3D environment. And if you wanted to like brainstorm you could put a node down, which is like a sphere that you could spawn in. You could add notes to it. It was very basic, the one, we, the very early prototype I did. And then you'd have, you'd be able to refer back to that. And then you'd basically just have a know, like an archived version of this brainstorming session. A bit. I mean, I guess sort of it'll be like what um, companies would be wanting to do with some like metaverse apps, where you basically got a, a visualization of a of a mental space, I guess. I did the, I did that like a like a, a sort of prototype for that a long time ago, uh, but then um, yeah I just lost steam on that project unfortunately. I don't have, I don't even think the projects got the project there presently more, but uh, something like, I mean I think I'm quite good at like coming kind up of crazy ideas like that, but a lot of the time the implementation can be really <laughs> you can sort of come and get to the point where and realise implementation of this is going to be very hard, you know so. I think an ongoing struggle with developers is like making sure that um so Some side basically what I'm saying is some side projects are unfortunately destined to die, basically.
0: But you can usually stick the good ones out to the end, I suppose. But yeah. So gaming game gaming industry. So what do you say about it?
1: What do I think about the gaming industry? Yeah. Um, i think it's in an interesting place now obviously there's a lot more people developing games which i think is all good i think we're in a sort of golden age in terms of the tools we've got access to you have got Godot, unity unreal engine like how many engines are there out there now uh so many engines so many options uh you can just you can write everything yourself you can use an engine you can you can you know i think it's in that sense like the tooling sense like game dev is in a really good place because it's so easy to get access to the tools most of them are free and they're more advanced than they ever were Uh, I think it's yeah so it's a lot more accessible now like I think even when I was messing around to do level design and stuff a long time ago with Mm -hmm. Junukim like it was it was still quite a niche thing, and I think a lot of people probably got into the game design industry, game dev, game design industry then, from being level designers or doing modding and stuff. Whereas now, I think it's a lot easier to to find your way in there. Um, I think the indie scene's in a very good place. There's loads, so many interesting games you can find. Is there something for everyone? Like if you've got an H.IA or Steam or whatever, like there's, there's, there's a game for everybody. Um, in terms of like the big I don't really play many AAA games to be honest anymore like I do obviously sometimes I will but most of the time most of the time I play is, like, indie games and, and stuff really Uh, I mean let's be honest I like, can't in the last because I've been so busy with work I've not really been playing that many games recently but I played a bit of the remastered Quake no longer which was good I like that there's a bit of nostalgia actually in that but uh, yeah
0: a bit, sorry. Is there any particular thing that uh, made you took uh, that made you take long time to fix it?
1: Uh, particular problems.
0: Yes. Um. Just trying to think. Uh, I
1: guess sometimes. Uh, It doesn't necessarily take a long time to fix, but I know that certainly sometimes, uh, and it's becoming less of a problem actually, but sometimes with uh, CSS, making sure it works and everything can be a bit of a pain. Um, But it's a lot lot easier now in a lot of ways. It depends what you're working on, but obviously, like if you, and it depends on the code base you're working on. uh, And in a lot of ways, it's a lot more forgiving with CSS these days because you've got obviously things like. Uh, Bootstrap or Tailwind, make, which sort of abstract away a lot of the um, CSS you'd otherwise have to write, I guess, from from scratch. Um, and you know, in general, like my knowledge of CSS is fairly good. Um, I guess in terms of like problems that always pop up um, or difficult to solve. Uh, I mean, sometimes if there's like a webpack thing, that can be quite difficult to debug, like figure out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's quite a hard question to answer because it's like, I don't know. I mean, obviously I do come across problems, but it's hard to identify anything specifically. that comes up quite a lot. Uh, yeah.
0: Sorry, I had a bit rambling. Oh... What are the questions that you ask to yourself about gaming and game development?
1: Um is what I'm making?
0: Would I want to play what I'm making? What's the novelty factor the, 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 the questions uh, that questions that you ask to yourself about development.
1: yeah so so uh, for game dev, um I'd say, is this fun or is it at least interesting? um that's the main things, really. Is there a interesting mechanic at play or at least a story or assets? I mean, because obviously it's everything. You have to try and hit every um, sweet spot, you know, with the graphics, the sound. Um, I mean, a lot a, lot, a lot of the reason I've been focusing a bit more recently on interactive fiction is because it's quite easy to make. I mean, I use twine, which is very basic. Um, Interactive Fiction Engine to use. It's not hard at all. It's quite fast. You can get some, you can get something that works up pretty fast. It's just, you know, it's just HTML at the end of the day. Um, and I've, I'm quite enjoying that. i was saying that, I do also enjoy just doing the more abstract sort of like 3D stuff, especially the, something I've been doing a lot more recently is the JavaScript games and 3D JavaScript games, which can be challenging, especially if you write them from scratch. Um, obviously, you like I said, like play canvas makes it a lot more forgiving. But uh, like I did, um, I don't know if you know this game jam, this game jam called JSK13 Games, but it's like a um, game jam where you have to make a JavaScript game in under 13 kilobytes. So I did a uh, VR entry for that, which was called Superposition, which was definitely challenging because I had to be under 13 kilobytes. Uh, game jams actually are something I really enjoy because they really push you to your limits. Like you, You've got a set amount of time, often you have a set theme. I found that really useful to do, so a lot, some, a lot of my games actually have come out of game jams. And I think if anybody is an aspiring game developer, it's something you should definitely do. Like every few months is do a game jam. You know, you've got maybe four days or a week. I mean, with Ludum Dare, it's like, I think, three days. They give you a theme and you've just got to bang something out as fast as you can days. so i mean as long as you've got lots of coffee and it will then you can usually get it done but it's it's a good challenge it really puts you um in the hot spot and you have to get something else so it's a good thing to do i think
0: so the projects that you worked on uh why why do those projects uh, have a demand in the market have you ever thought
1: um I don't really think about that. Well, it's funny, actually. Like, I'll just look at my stats because, like, some of the games that I would expect, some of the games that I think are my better games uh, aren't necessarily the, as popular. Like, I think, like, one of the most popular games I've got on my itch.io is is a really stupid game I made called Nazi Zombies, which is, like, literally a Game Guru project I did in, like, one or two nights just as a bit of a joke. But <laughs> it's just, like uh yeah but yeah but then saying I'm just looking at the numbers here Torn was quite a popular one that was quite because that was quite a unique, unique so that was basically a dating simulator in 3D but it was set in hell so you basically have four potential suitors I think it was and you talk to each one of them and you, it was a Ludum of game so it was a game jam thing I did over three days but that, that's in 10 collections on, on itch.io it's been downloaded viewed about 437 times so it's quite Popular in terms of my stuff, uh, but yeah, so it's, like, it's hard to predict, like because, you know, I, I don't know exactly. What, I mean, I try and most of the games I make have either a sense of humour. They're either they're either quite humorous games, or they've got they're, int- they're very serious in some ways, or they're like arcade. Like I have three basic modes, like so: cyber, so it's like stories, a bit weird, humour, or quite serious sci-fi stuff, I guess. Uh, but yeah, in terms of what, what the market wants, I have no idea. I just sort of, I just have an interesting idea and then just sort of think, well, let's see if I can make this.
0: That's how it usually works. Uh, yeah. So you're working on uh, the user interface, the front end from a long time. You saw a lot mm-hmm. of uh, uh, the, the, the user interfaces uh, with your eyes. So what do you think uh, that is uh, drawing the attention of the uh, people uh, of the games that you developed and uh, which age group, which age group are connecting with uh, which yeah. uh, kind of user interfaces, which uh, front-end? So, end,
1: uh, I mean, it varies, I think. I think probably, I think a lot of time the subject matter is going to change the audience as well. So for the game stuff, my subject matter tends to be, well, more recently it's been vampires. so there were two vampire games. Um, the humorous games are probably going to draw a younger audience, I suppose. Uh, I had one comment not long ago saying that they, so I did, for the last game I made, I made quite, I made, I drew, I like, sort of hand drew and painted on a digital app all the sort of artwork for it. I had like a sort of expressionist art style, so I've been doing that a bit more recently just to try and mix my art and game dev, I suppose. But in terms of like what, you know, how to, so what was the question again? I just lost it over there. Can you repeat the question? Again? I like I just lost
0: my train of thought halfway the, through. The age the, the group you gave the answer. And- ah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: it's really hard. I don't really know, to be honest.
1: Like I've had, uh, oh, I know on my itch.io I created this game called Freak, and I had uh, some, I think it was a young teenager, play it with his dad. He did like a YouTube video, which is quite cool to see. Uh, but in, in truth, I don't actually know. I don't really have the analytics on it. Uh, I mean, I'm going to guess, in general, it's your typical um, you know, gamer who's into indie games. You just, you know, in general, it's like male 15 to 35, 36, whatever years old, I guess, isn't in general speaking. Uh, but I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, some of my games have mature themes, that's for sure. So they're not, they're, not all of them are necessarily developed for younger ones um they're not really yeah they're not i mean some teenagers be able to get into them like probably like but they're usually either you know strange or they have some sort of vaguely adult themes uh they're saying that some of them are just arcade games or sort of just exploring an idea so it varies but generally speaking it's more like i guess it's more like for like 20 and up i guess. That was a
0: long winded answer, but it's hard question <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah, that is what, uh, at last, what do you say about my questioning in this conversation?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do oh, you say about
1: Yeah, no, it's good. You, you, you gave me some good questions. You, you stopped it now, yeah. Recording, yeah, that was good. That was all good. Uh, that, was,
0: that kept got me thinking, yeah. And, uh, have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube?
1: Yeah, I watched a few. I watched a bit of few of them. Yeah, I've not watched a whole one because I've just been really busy at work. But I did watch. Uh, uh, I did watch a few of the ones you put out already. Yeah, I think I was watching one with a uh, US software engineer. I watched a bit of that earlier today. Yeah. So yeah, which one was I watching? I said look, It was one of the software engineer. So I watched some of that. Uh, yeah, that no, was good. I think it's great we're doing. Um. Yeah, 20, uh, chatting with Texas 25 experienced software programmer. So yeah, that's good. Uh, you, you're a developer yourself as so well. you got a background in programming it like. But,
0: uh,
1: yeah, yeah, that's cool. cool. No, I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, so can I, can I put this uh, video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Yeah, yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, I'll give you full permission to do so. Yeah. And uh, I guess just um, Probably the best thing to do would be to le- link to my YouTube as well, actually, to my no hair one. I'll send you the link if you want.
0: Yeah, uh, send me, send me your web links uh, and also yeah. the, the the book link, uh, your book link and, and your yeah, yeah, website yeah. and your social media. I'll put in the description of this video. People who finds our video on YouTube can see the uh, work yeah. that you are doing.
1: Yeah, cheers. I send that on? So I'll just send it on Twitter, I suppose, I'll just send it on DM or something.
0: Yeah, um, and also cool. can I, I put this audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, social yeah, media, yeah, you with your permission. Just
1: go for it, go for it, it's fine, That's fine, all good.
0: Yeah, thank you Chris, uh, for giving me your time. Where, right where are you, where are you by the way, you, what part of the world are you in? I'm from South India, it's a uh, right. state called Telangana,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's dark over there as well, it's dark here too.
0: Yeah, I'm a software engineer, I... I did masters in software in, uh, engineering and uh, graduation in computer science and engineering. Just I'm um, doing these videos and interviews of different country people, not uh, who are into different professions, just to understand uh, what they think about different things, so that when when I work in uh, IT industry, I can build uh, the better user interface that's, that's a great uh, idea. front and back end yeah it's a great idea i think it's
1: a, it's a really good idea I, i've i sort of thought of doing that a while ago like just get talking to, like doing a sort of podcast for programmers it's a great idea man so yeah a little bit i'll i think i'm subscribed to your channel actually i'm pretty sure i did the other day just check it but I'll, uh, yeah okay cool thank you for that anyway that's cool
0: what do you what do you say in your youtube channel i saw your youtube channel
1: um it's a bit of a mix of things so it's like mostly uh code overviews sort of talking about my game dev projects uh so this makes it like talking about how i've done stuff tutorials i'd started doing some sort of comedy stuff but i don't know really i think i going to carry on doing that because i thought it was a bit it's a bit, a bit cringe maybe but uh, like i did some uh, mostly it's tutorials really so it's like um Everything from, yeah, like I said, like everything from some basic CSS to some JavaScript, vanilla JS, using like the libraries as well, like, yeah, Play Canvas, FreeJS, that sort of thing. I'm sort of specializing in Play Canvas, has actually been really popular. So I've sort of started doing that a bit more because those videos got loads of views. They got like, I did a, well, actually, it's, it's funny because like, I did this FPS tutorial for Play Canvas, how to make a basic FPS which was like a tutorial in a few parts, I think maybe four and five. It kept, that became quite popular compared to my other videos, but I don't know. I'm not that happy actually with the end result, but it's, so yeah, I'm just sort of trying to do more of the play camera stuff, because people seem to like that, I guess. Uh, and 3GS maybe as well, because that's
0: also good, but yeah yeah, then i'll I'll share your links in the description. People who finds our video can see uh, your work and uh, I, I uh, continue uh, doing what you're doing and uh, sharing. And yeah, it's just, of, yeah I'll, uh, I'll follow your there. channel.
1: It'll be good to have a because it's funny actually because you know like you'd think there'd be quite a lot of uh, content for like developer podcasts like just programmers talking about programming. But there isn't that many actually. Like there, are, I know there's loads of channels which sort of do tutorials or like you know talking about projects and stuff. But there's not that many podcasts for programming. I found. I've not really found many. I put there's a few, but so yeah, it's good that it's good, good that you're doing it at least because like yeah, it's quite hard to find it sometimes, really, to be honest.
0: Sometimes uh, it's good to talk with uh, doctors, police officers, uh, army officers. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, I
1: saw uh, you did some videos with uh, like a, what was it, a veteran or something or a pilot or something. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's not all about uh, talking to geeks, is it? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah.
0: So, all right, well,
1: you. cheers, man. Um, have a good evening. Uh, yeah, I guess just send us over the link when it's online and stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'll send you the link once it's uploaded. Cheers. All right. Yeah. Take care. Bye Bye. 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 Bye.